Hebrews 12.1 says we are surrounded by witnesses and that we should cast off sin and obstacles that keep us from God. We are to run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is Cross Training. Building your faith to not only carry the cross of Christ, but to get up when you fall and run toward the finish line. Faith-filled business leaders and individuals share their testimony to inspire your journey. Now here's your host for Cross Training, David Anderson. This is David Anderson, host of Cross Training on Catholic Community Media. And I'm super excited to have uh, across from me in the beautiful Loyola Studios, Mr. Jimmy Lamy, someone who I have known, and he hadn't known me, (laughs) and he had impacted me in a great way. And it's one of those ways where you just don't know who you're touching when you do something for God. You just don't know. You, Mr. Jimmy Lamy, I don't even think realize the people that you touch uh, because uh, I just found out that you know you were uh, an officer, uh, a federal officer in in the probation uh, area and the rehabilitation of folks that have been in federal prison coming out and you help them get back into a better life. You did that for thirty five years. It's amazing. <laughs> that's, I'm sure that's a grueling position. But I came across this amazing man. Some people call him Jim, some James. Uh, I've been introduced to him as Jimmy uh, Lamy, and he's uh, an officer at Loyola University, father of three, uh, a devout Catholic his entire life, raised uh, in the Catholic Church, thought about becoming um, a priest, a brother, different pieces of life, decided to be a family man. But, Jimmy, you write a piece for Holy Names, Friday night movie. We, we, uh, we're Friday movie night at Holy Name. Everyone's invited to come. It's a beautiful event. We have dinner. But the thing that keeps me coming back, the fellowship is great, the movie is amazing, the food is always great, um, but you write a piece about the chosen that is so deep and so profound that the first time I went, first couple times, I hadn't met you, but I read that piece, <laughs> and I was so blown away. I, I felt so spiritually shallow because I was looking at it uh, and think, you know, thinking I was getting a good message and you know, coming away feeling pretty good when I watched The Chosen at home. When uh, the liturgical committee at um, Holy Name decided we're going to watch uh, this as a community building exercise for the parish. And I get there and I read this piece and your name's on it. I said, this is amazing. This is so deep and profound that just watching that uh, Chosen was great. But you brought it to a whole nother level. So when we finally did meet, uh, accidentally, (laughs) at the Holy Name Fair, I'm standing there, uh, we just happened to, I'm sitting there watching my daughter and trying to stay out of the way, and uh, she was having fun with her girlfriends, and uh, we struck, struck up a conversation, and uh, I find out you're you're the writer of this piece. You also, I tell you, I'm uh, talking about starting a new radio show called Cross Training and what it was about and where it would air. And you looked at me and you said, well, my, my brother uh, is at that station, my brother-in-law. And I said, who's that? And he said... David Dawson. And I was like, well, that's the guy I'm speaking to about this. Uh, it was really, I mean, it's funny how those things work. Small and, world, and he's yeah. the awesome David Dawson. I uh, can't wait to get him uh, in the booth on the other side of me to talk about Catholic Community Radio, now Catholic Community Media, and the trials and tribulations that he went through. Yes. And, and we talked earlier about doing things that reach people and help them with their faith. Think about the impact the awesome David Dawson, and everybody on that team 
um, has in reaching people to further their faith. It's he, really he's incredible. got a real gift. He's a, he's a wonderful man. Yeah. Well, it must run in the family because uh, that's exactly how I thought of you as uh, someone who had a lot of grace. And I didn't know the background to you. I saw you in the Loyola uniform uh, as a as an officer, a uh, policeman at Loyola. As a matter of fact, I saw you last night. I was in my uh, um, confirmation class, and you walked by and you waved. I felt like we were in junior high, and I you know, waved to a friend of mine who was in the hallway. Uh, it was kind of funny. Yeah. But you had an interesting way to get to where you are, and uh, – if you don't mind sharing a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So, um, well, first and foremost, I'm uh, married and been a longtime parishioner here at Holy Name, um, and my wife, Julie, and we have three wonderful children, uh, Grace, uh, my oldest daughter, is 28, uh, Julianne, 23, and Louis, 22. They all went to Holy Name elementary school here in new orleans and where well, you taught religion i did i taught one year part-time but i really enjoyed it. that was recently i taught there um while i was working as an officer part-time doing doing both and uh although it was a lot to juggle that year i really very much enjoyed it and uh i feel like it's a it's a real passion um that i'd like to get back to actually yeah it seems a lot of folks that um we speak to here on the station have a gift of sharing their faith with us with others and it has a lifelong impact on on people my age 62 as well as young people they can be formed and cradled in that faith Uh, they can avoid the mishaps and tragedies that people make in life uh, with their faith right and they're fortunate you're fortunate to have been raised in in that Catholic cradle and yes. and done so well and your work as a probation officer with the uh, federal court system you had to see a lot of people that had a lot of tragedy that's right um, and you often come away from that experience you know as uh, there but for the grace of God go I you know so amen to uh, that huh? so I worked there uh, in the pretrial services unit of the federal probation office. Uh, for you know for over 20 years and um so all all walks of life everyone from you know politicians who had gotten into trouble or um uh, police officers who had gotten into trouble uh, old grandma bank tellers who were stealing from the till on down to you know drug kingpins and uh, violent offenders murderers we saw all types um and you know, you sort of you definitely get a a perspective on life, and that there are many people who um, whose life, the challenges in their life, led them down certain paths, and uh, occasionally I was able to make a difference and to uh, to help some folks, and it was so it really was a ministry in in many ways. Uh, probably more than you think. You probably saw people make uh, headway and positive traction on the spot with some, but there are probably a lot more who finished their probation satisfactorily, but were impacted greatly in your presence. Because you have a sense of grace to you that uh, is, is, has a, it's magnified. You, uh, well, that's, a, that's an amazing thing to say, and I appreciate that. Um, but I, I do know, I, I hope and I pray that I've had that kind of impact. You know, it's sort of the the parable of the sower of the seeds you know you 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 do what you can and but you, you you know i think teachers experience that too yes i would think so you know where um you don't really know uh, the, the fruits of your labor sometimes for, for many many years and you hope that you've had a big like, impact uh, our fellow in the booth with us who we uh, spoke with earlier albert dupont jr uh, head of the technology department at um at loyola he doesn't realize how many people are impacted that come through these halls. That's right. That then yeah. go off and raise families who are impacted in right. a positive way. Right. You, you just don't know, and so it's it's important to try to be aware that you're spreading joy, which 
you know, in, in your previous line of work, in your current line of work. I've actually told people, that's one policeman I wouldn't mind being pulled over by, uh, <laughs> is because I'm sure you know, you're going to try to help people. And uh, yeah. And I, and I say you're going to try to help people. I remind folks, this is David Anderson, host of host of Cross Training on Catholic Community uh, Media, and we have the privilege of having uh, Jim, James, or Jimmy uh, <laughs> Lamy here. I'm sure the uh, students here call you just Officer Lamy or right. uh, Popo Lamy, uh, whatever they want to go with. But you do have a pretty reasonable. Uh, group to work with uh, students here. They know yeah. frater- well. There are a couple fraternities. No on-campus fraternities right. to cause any mischief. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they. Uh, you have enough mischief to deal with just with the independent students. Yeah, you know, mostly it's uh, kids come in and and um, they're they're forming adults. They're still very very young in many ways. A lot of them, uh, and you can see that transition as they age. But. Um, a lot of them come from, you know, sort of a sheltered environment. And then here in the big city of New Orleans, where there's a lot of freedom for them and uh, some struggle with that, you know. And so um, we we handle a lot of cases of, you know, kids who are depressed and um, oh. making bad decisions or uh, learning how to uh, handle their alcohol and in, or not learning so well anyway um, and other things like that or also – Learning how to interact with each other in appropriate ways, and uh, or you know sometimes not doing such a good job with that. So, uh, but it is a it is a type of, of of ministry as well to kind of be to handle that in a very sensitive way, uh, but also being having that extra gear, that hat that you need to put on if you need to be the the popo, if you need to be the police, you know, and the and and sort of the buck stops here kind of person. You can do that, you know, if it's necessary, and we get a few things like that. Mostly that happens, I'd, I'd admit, from outside influences, you know, coming to the power, to the campus. So uh, protecting the campus from outside influences is a big thing we do, too. I, I would imagine that uh, you, you're quite well, you do quite well handling the problems of the students uh, in a very um, tender way. Um, well, I, I certainly try to. <laughs> I, I, knowing you uh, uh, like I do, I can't imagine you approaching a delicate situation without the proper response, uh, which is, you know, I think most policemen do have that. We don't get uh, right. most policemen. Uh, right. you, know, you, you don't hear don't about those. Rap, right. You but, don't hear uh, about those. You, you have to. And uh, I can't imagine the school having confidence in anyone like they must with you in handling those delicate situations that could go bad right at the split second of a decision if not for someone with compassion faith love and grace uh to handle a delicate situation uh that's that's you know i i work with some good folks and um you know our um I think the department has a, has a good sense of that, and so yeah, I feel fortunate to work with the folks that I work with. So you and I share something in common, many things, uh, faith. Uh, I'd like to get to y- your level of, of devotion, but we also had kidney problems. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah I uh, had renal cell carcinoma. Oh, my. Okay. I had kidney cancer, and it was a real miracle that it was found. It was found by uh, an old banker, Joe Omner, uh, who told the story of my misdiagnosis, saying I did not have cancer, to a, uh, a fella, uh, John Hamid, Dr. John Hamid, oh. who I spoke on the phone with. And he said, I have a bad feeling and you need to come in. And I had never met him before, ever. And he said, uh, you got the cancer, boy. Wow. And it's very early stage. and. It was a real miracle. I that, told his mother about the story. Dr. Hamid's mother, I told his, I met his mother one time. I said, your son saved my life. And she said, no, he didn't. She said, Jesus saved your life through <laughs> my son. Amen. There. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, it brought me to tears yes. right on the spot. Right. Uh, but you had a kidney or you, you're like the million dollar man, uh, the six million dollar man, which today I guess is nothing. That's a routine. Uh, you got COVID and you got a six million dollar bill. But uh, right. 
I had a, I had a kidney transplant in August. Um, so I had a condition that was degenerative, uh, IgA nephropathy. And, you know, for I knew that a transplant was going to be in the future. And so it was such that. And that's well, a guarantee. There is no. No, it's transplant this, or, or there's no. a couple of treatments that can try to slow it down, you know, but mine was relatively as that condition goes relatively aggressive, but not terribly. I first found out about, um, you know, my uh, kidney disease, I'd say about 10 years ago. So it took about 10 years to get to the point where I needed a, a transplant. So not, not, well, maybe a little less than 10, but anyway. Did you have dialysis or anything in between that time? Because of, again, because of the grace of God, you know, and the nature of my condition and the doctors that I had, um, we were able to, you know, I was told uh, that the, the best prognosis was is if we could catch it, uh, uh, do a transplant prior to dialysis. But it's it's a difficult target to hit, and and not they don't doesn't happen terribly often. And so I was able to successfully uh, get that. And um, I have a large family. I'm one of nine kids, and every one of my siblings got tested to see if they could be a donor, and that was an amazing blessing it's humbling. you know that that humbling uh, you don't know you know and I, I really struggle with that for i have to admit you know prior to to that just feeling like i um wanted to be always a giver to others you know to accept yes. that kind of help and that grace i was prepared to say you know god gave me a good life um and i but i have a, i have a, this disease sort of a natural thing that's occurred probably genetic and um and that's 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 the end you know that's i'm i'm good with that that's the gift that god has given me the life i've had so far i'm so happy that didn't end that story though and i you know i sought counseling from from priests to try to understand you know what is god calling me to do should i accept this gift from others so you were actually deciding do i accept this or not i I was going through that it felt like it felt like too much to ask yeah because uh, I knew it's such a such a big thing to ask of someone to donate their a part of their body. I mean, an organ. And um, Father Mark at the parish helped me with that, you know, and others. How uh, long ago was that transplant? This was in August. Yeah, so uh, we started the transplant process about a year ago in in February, January, February of, of twenty twenty two. We probably met. I guess the fair is what September, October. Yes. Well, uh, well, I was back to work. Yes, uh, in November. I think it must have been in November. So that's because I had just gotten back to work. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I thought it had been years back. No, this is very recent. That you, so you were just getting back on the work schedule, I would think. That's right. That's right. And I was on a restricted schedule, so uh, and st- still am. I'm just working about uh, eight hours, uh, eight-hour days as opposed to the 12-hour days that is the typical shift. Uh, that's a long day. I still get kind of tired <laughs> at the end of the day. So uh, I'm hoping to see my strength, you know, rebound fully. And um, your really, color looks good. It looks I, like yeah, everything's working. Yeah, right. I think so. I think it is working well. And that's just it's it's a miracle. You know, I feel like I have a a new lease on life in a way. You know, I'm I'm, I'm on uh, house money now. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. uh, so it's you know it's it's God's given me this gift uh, of of a little more life and i need to do something with it you know that's uh, i need to make sure that i'm uh doing his will and doing what i can to uh you know to how did your faith when you when you saw sought counseling you were uh speaking to people about how do i accept this yes this gift of your sister your elder right. sister she's 14 years old yes what is her name uh cynthia cynthia, cynthia lasavio yes and and she said I'm a match, and I want to give you my kidney. Yes. Well, and and I had two sisters. In fact, uh, David's wife, my sister Lisa, was also a match. They, they were a perfect six out of six matches, which is rare for someone to have two donors. And so I kind of had – and others, uh, my brother and several others who were – would have been acceptable matches, but they went with the, what they thought was the best choice. And so just what a blessing. And um, – but trying to decide whether to uh, to do that, I, I had to just – Father, help me appreciate that. What would I do in that place? 
and wouldn't I see it as you such would a definitely give it such to a you blessing? Sibling. It would have uh, been to me wow, to be able to donate to them, and so it's a blessing to allow others to serve you. And you know what? Also, my mother just passed away uh, about. Two, about two years ago, a little less than two years ago, and prior to her death, she was completely incapacitated, and uh, my sisters primarily, uh, particularly my older retired sisters, were taking care of her in the home. She never had to go into a nursing home. It was really just a dream situation that most people cannot manage. You know, you have to send your your loved one to, for the O's to care, but uh, between Cynthia, Lisa, Karen, Laura, Eileen, Allison, um, Allison lived at home with mom. Anyway, they, they were able to care for her 24 hours a day. And their experience of giving to her was so um, uplifting to them. It, it was really such, is. It was such we, a blessing. We've, we've had that that blessing but to be very fortunate to have my mother-in-law live with us and uh, for two years. Uh, and my own mother, yeah, who just recently passed away. and. Still navigating that grieving period, but yes. she had a beautiful death. Right, right. Um, I, you know, it's it's still raw for me. Right, uh, no, right. But, um, but getting through through that grieving process. Um, so, I, my mother, I I had a living example of someone who was able to bless those around her who were giving to her. You know, and so uh, I sort of emulated my mother and. And also Jesus on the cross, you know, through through their accepting of suffering and allowing others to 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 assist them, you know. So um, I it just became once I, I had the right perspective, I just let go and let God, you know. I had to just what was the process going to be? And you know, it, the prognosis was good for surgery, and it went very well. And it's where did you have it done? This was uh, August, you know. But where? Uh, Tulane Medical, Tulane. And um, very good team there. I highly recommend their transplant program. And um, I had a few hiccups, but mostly it went very, very well. And it's just been it's just been a transformative moment. You know, it's been great. Wow! 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 Thank you for that. That <laughs> yeah. was uh, that's beautiful. And right about this time, we uh, of the show we talk about when people had a difficult time and their faith expanded. Yeah. How did your faith grow doing that? Uh, you sought the counsel. Yes. You've yes. already, you were already a devout Catholic. Yes. Uh, how did you feel your faith expanded at that time? Well, I think it coincided with, uh, with my children getting older and so they're, they're now out of the they house. They seem to do that. Yes. They're they, aging much more rapidly than I am. Right. And I, reti- I had retired from, uh, from the federal service. And I, I took a job here at Loyola and uh, was taking classes, but really was thinking about uh, what the future held for me. And I, it kind of got put on hold knowing that the surgery was going to come up. And so um, I, f- I was definitely in a, in a searching for answers kind of mode you know looking for what am i what should i be doing with this time that i have and um so the you know the the kidney transplant process and going through that and and the struggling with accepting god's will and that i I think it was instructive for me to just be open and um sometimes I, i have a tendency to be overly analytical of my oh, you faith. have that too. Yes, oh, okay. I uh, share that. You know, and so um, the blessings of 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 some of my spiritual guides, uh, my my sister, the my donor uh, Cynthia, who's my godmother, and also uh, sort of a, a spiritual prayer partner for me, um, Lisa and David also, uh, just help me just be more accepting of and and open to God's will, and so. Not that I wasn't already, but definitely more of a focus and less anxious about um, what I should be doing and just accepting that, you know, every, every day's a gift. That, that's really one of the few things that can give you the peace. Yes. And once you settle back and say, 
okay, I'm going to just accept this path that God's laid before me. I'm not going to try to build this new road. Uh, (laughs) I'm going on his roads. And uh, it does give you a sense of peace and grace. Um, Let's take a little uh, um, turn. Uh, Something we all need to do every day is, unless you're fasting, (laughs) uh, uh, which today is in vogue to uh, intermittent fast. Yes. I think we've been practicing fasting for, uh, I think Jesus (laughs) talked about fasting. Uh, But today it's actually in vogue uh, to fast. And uh, clearly looking at me, I don't do enough of it. Same. Uh, I'm working on it. Yes. But we have before us uh, a a delicious hamburger steak, mashed potatoes, and sautéed spinach from Yule College Inn, one of uh, Catholic – Community media's uh, big sponsor, uh, uh, Johnny Blanchard over at Yale College Inn. Uh, I had you taste some earlier. Uh, you're welcome to try some more. It is really delicious. Yes. And it's, that's a place it's, you it's go over to. a good meal to, to break your fast on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a kind of a fun place. You know, we always talk about where'd you go to high school? Where'd you go to high school yeah. here in New Orleans? And uh, it's. I think he has some designation that he's the high school Hall of Fame, uh, yeah. something uh, uh, for sports in, in New Orleans. And you go in there. I love going to – you sit in a booth and see who's who's there with right, you. Right, right. Uh, yeah, just names of the past who had achieved great high school accolades. Right. Uh, I don't think my name will ever be up there for right. any high school accolades. But you did see some of my old coaches, Johnny Altabella, yes. uh, some other folks. Maybe we'll start a campaign, my brother – uh, who's just a previous chairman of De La Salle, where right. I went to. Um, he was a high school state wrestler. Oh, okay. Uh, champ, state champ. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I wrestled in high school as well. Yeah. I, I did too. How about that? Yeah. Uh, at De La Salle. You wrestled for Catholic, Catholic High? Catholic High, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's some tough kids. Oh, and, uh, and De La Salle too. I had some good friends that we wrestled against that also went to Loyola with me in college. Uh, Johnny Quaglino and uh, Dan Evans, those are two good guys that uh, – I became good friends with in, in college, and I hope they're doing well. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually have a meeting tomorrow with a guy that we're talking about doing a project together, Jimmy Graffinini. And uh, back in, the guy who introduced us said, uh, do you know this fellow? I said, yes, of course. A, he wrestled for Jez, but there's an actual move named after this guy. It was his special move. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm with the legend here, yeah. uh, Graffinini role. Going back to your faith. Yeah. So you were raised in Baton Rouge. Yes, right. You were fortunate. Your family was from New Orleans. Yes, my uh, father's family. Uh, you ended up coming back to New Orleans to raise your family. Well, you, your yes. children. My my wife, uh, part of the Welsh clan of, uh, of the Carrollton area, uh, Dr. Welsh, uh, was a dentist. Many people may remember him. And uh, we're living in in uh, in. My wife's grandparents' home. In fact, she was she lived there as a child. So we're in her childhood home. Wow, isn't yeah. that special? And so it's really nice. I love that tradition. You know, share of maintaining these old traditions. And so, um, so we moved uh, r- shortly after we were married. We moved down to New Orleans. That was about thirty-five years ago, and we've been living here ever since. We raised our children. They all went to Holy Name Elementary School, and um, my oldest went to Ursuline. My younger two went to. Uh, to Lusher High School, actually. And so, um, but they're all products of New Orleans, you know. Wow. Holy Name has a has a big cadre of alumni. Oh, yes. Uh, and my daughter's at Dominican, a freshman, and most of her core group of friends went to Holy Name. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. You know, my daughter went to a charter school. Right. French charter school. And religion's not as important uh, for a charter school, right. much less a French charter school. Right. Uh, so it's a real wonderful, positive change to go to Dominican. Yes. Uh, where she came home and told me, Daddy, I now have a relationship with Christ. Oh, that's, yeah, it was beautiful. That just makes your heart sing. It was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Um, so you have a new lease on life. Yes. What you going to do? Well, I have some plans in the in the works um if my current employer is listening plug your ears no uh, <laughs> so well at a minimum I, I think that i need to with the job that i have now it's a, it's shift work and that's been a real uh, challenge difficult. it's difficult to do that and, and it's difficult to do the other things that i'd like to do so 
Uh, mostly I'd like to, uh, I still, even though I'm retired from the federal system, I still need to work um, at least for a few more years, you know. And so, um, but I'd like it to be sort of a regular nine to five job so that I could um, get back involved in parish ministry to a greater degree. So I was a long time a CCD teacher or parish school of religion, uh, confirmation prep. You know, I was a reader, a lecturer, a Eucharistic minister. Uh, was involved parish minister, parish council, and all those things at the parish. And which so, we serve as today. Which we, we do today, we, and we, we have this group on the parish council. And so this is an example. You know, we started, and I was in recovery, and so I was able to attend the meetings. But now I, I it's been, um, you know, I prepare the notes for the for the uh, meeting, but oftentimes I can't attend, which is really tough. So I really want to get back into that. I know that that's what God is calling me to do. And maybe more, you know, um, um, I still have a thought of getting back into uh, teaching religion. I was, in fact, I got my degree in education and I taught for a short time at Catholic High in Baton Rouge and also at St. George Elementary in Baton Rouge. And um, so there's a thought that to get back to teaching, uh, I had taught history, and, uh, but to teach religion is, is, I think, what I'd like to do. So, at, a, at a high school, at a high, I think at a high school level. I think at a high school level, um, I, I I really don't have the you know the training to be a college professor at that level now, but um, but well, I think you are at the right place. For I'm it. at the right place. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was funny. Last night was our first uh, meeting for a confirmation class, and um, right here at Loyola, my wife is in law school at 57, and. She's most of her classmates are quite a bit younger. Yeah, some of the instruction instructors are, uh, and I, she's told me about the difference in how that felt. Last night I felt it. Yeah, it was oh, all yeah. college kids. Uh, yes, a couple Tulane med students, uh, a bunch of law students, yeah. and underclassmen. And it was really beautiful to hear them say why they were there. Yes, why am I at confirmation class? Yes, as a young adult. And it really was invigorating to hear these young people talk about their faith and how their faith is now expanding. Yeah. And, you know, they said, I want to, before I start a family, I want to have my sacraments. Yes, that's amazing. And, I, man, there were probably 15 kids in the class, kids, the right. uh, uh, young, young adults, adults in yeah. the class. It just made me think that, I go to the six o'clock service at Holy Name. Yeah. How many, and there are always a lot of uh, college age kids there. Yeah. Um, and it seems as though, without any data, that young people are starting to come back into the church. I certainly hope so, because, uh, you know, I, I think that's a, a big focus. We, sh we need to be focusing on uh, that next generation of Catholics. Uh, and so seeing seeing college age and young adults coming to searching for meaning in their life and looking for um, you know maybe reinvigorating their childhood faith or f finding answers in there is is such a blessing for anybody who's involved in that and it's and, and they're needed they're, the church needs them the world needs them you know to be kingdom builders and so um, it, it's a good ministry. It's so awesome that you're doing that. That's great. And that's really what we're doing here on cross training is getting people to share their faith so that they can have some influence maybe on that person that they never know, never meet. Uh, you had influence on me. We had never met and we just happened to meet. And <laughs> that's I, right. we really uh, closely tied. And again, I'm David Anderson. I'm the host of cross-training here on Catholic Community Media, and we have the privilege of having with us a man who has done several things in his life, had several experiences, a great family man, uh, Jim uh, Lamy. And uh, Jim is currently an officer uh, here. At, I guess that's a peace officer. Is that what? Uh, well, we're, we are police officers. Police officer so, yeah, here yeah. at Loyola. Yeah. Uh, it seems he does that on his spare time <laughs> for a little fun. Uh, uh, I, I didn't know he was a retired uh, federal employee who had also been in that line. That's right. Really trying to save people and right. get them back on their feet. Sounds yeah. like a perfect 
position for you. Right. It takes a lot of tenderness and uh, compassion and grace. Right. Um, yeah. I, I do see you um, re- getting to read your writings every week, which I'd like to put online here. Uh, we'll have to work that out with uh, yeah. your brother-in-law. But it, it would be nice to have these. Uh, they're so profound. And we just started reading them now before the movie, okay. as opposed to just having them as discussion points afterwards, so that we can watch the movie with the knowledge that you've shared with us. Yeah. And it's it's a, it's a more impactful. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, as a matter of fact, last weekend we had some family in town, and we were all going to Pascal Manali's. I came to the movie. Uh, I got everyone going. We went for eight thirty dinner, right? And that way, I was it was yeah. six or eight, and every uh, just worked out. The only reservation we could get was at eight, right? Eight thirty. So I was able to make the movie, have the readings, yeah, uh, made for a wonderful Friday night. Yeah. Uh, how do you, when you go about writing that piece? How do, how do you get there? Well, first of all, you know we're talking about the. Uh, the, the series, The Chosen, which yes. is, of course, is about the life of Christ and about his followers. And um, it's a dramatization, you know, but it's it's very firmly grounded in the scriptures of the gospel. Um, but it does take poetic license. It's filling in some of the gaps, you know. Uh, there are some questions that, uh, you know, commenters on the gospel and priests in their homilies have always expounded on, you know. Uh, a, a good example that we like to talk about is, you know, what about Peter, who's uh, Simon, who was called to be Jesus' follower? We know the story. He was called there at the seashore when he was fishing. Um, but we know that Peter was married. The Bible mentions that Jesus healed his mother-in-law. And so that's been, a, you know, like a question mark. Well, wow. And so here's this married man who goes off to do this this ministry. How did, how did that how did that come to pass? How did they handle that? And so this is a one. Can you the, imagine telling your wife? Yeah, no. Hey, I'm a lady. I'm a fisherman. I'm a lady on my nets, or a shrimper here, and, right, or whatever. Well, I, and I lived it. You know, I lived wanting to be more involved in ministry, and uh, but had to have a job that was going to pay the bills and was going to take care of my family. So, I mean, I, I very much identify with that. Um, so, I think the chosen has done a, a, a phenomenal job of, of putting out plausible storylines of how these things co- could have come to pass. And so it, it just gives a, a, an imaginative filling in of some of these gaps that helps bring the actual scriptures to life in, in ways that in, um, it gives you possibilities and it helps open up the scriptures in many ways. You can read the scripture and you can listen to the scripture but to see it as well yes. as chosen does, it's a, it's a, it's just a deeper impact yes. on a lot more people. That's correct. I think it's very profound. Um, you know, there are things you need to caution about because it, it, it isn't scripture itself. You know, it's a dramatization. But I liken it to like looking at a great piece of religious art of any type. You know, it's it's teaching lessons and it's helping you think about, you know, what that might have been. But you think of the great art masters of the Renaissance and their teaching through these paintings and sculptures. I think of the great Pieta and and Mary cradling the body of Jesus. You know, there's nothing in the gospel that that Mary was actually holding the body of Jesus in that way. Um, But I don't think anyone, that doesn't detract from the poignancy and the beautiful relationship of this mother, you know, uh, the Mater Dolorosa suffering with her son on the cross, coming from the cross. So, you know, in the same way, I think the chosen does that, that it helps you experience more deeply uh, the scriptures. Um, and having said that, there are times when you need to be cautious that you recognize that it, it isn't uh, a replacement for the gospel. It certainly isn't. It's, it's just helping you. So, but as I've watched it, and I've, and particularly, I've had the fortune of sort of watching it several times. And so to prepare for the questions, I've seen it probably two or three times. Um, and I'll w- usually watch it like two or three times again as I'm writing the questions. And so I'm praying about it. And so the questions that come to my mind about 
wow, look what they've done here. You know, that's interesting that they chose to portray it in this way. Or what are they getting at? Or what are the what is this? What is the scriptures getting at? So it's coming at me in, in new ways that I hadn't considered before. And I just try to record those thoughts as, I, as I'm having them, you know. Have you always been a writer? No, uh, certainly not professionally. I mean, I, I think that I was a, a good writer. We, we had to write, you know, uh, reports for court and that were narrative style, talking about the person's background and and our recommendations. I did a lot of writing in my jobs, and certainly as a teacher, I did writing, but not nothing professionally, no. Um, but I also, I, I think that too, in, in trying to elicit uh, discussion, that's very much like a teacher would do. Yeah, so, that, so there's sure. some of my teacher background probably is coming into that, trying to to provoke thought. And so, and, and I do it by, you know, what's, what are my thoughts? What, what's being provoked in me as I watch this, you know, and just trying to record those thoughts. Um, and it's been such a blessing for me to, to go back and it's helping me to learn scriptures in ways that I really didn't know before, you know? So there are times where I'll stop and, and research an item, you know, um, and I, I may be familiar with the readings uh, very much so, but it just, it's, it's just a new understanding and a new, uh, there's always something new to explore. It's it's a brilliant piece. I have to say, it is a brilliant piece. And again, uh, this is David Anderson, host of um, Cross Training, which is really about getting back up. When yeah. we talk about cross training, for me, uh, you know, when they say Jesus uh, has fallen and um, um, Jesus has fallen, Three times, oh. and it's. Wow. Uh, I yeah. heard the Monsignor Nolte quoting another priest saying, "It's not about Jesus falling; it's about Jesus getting back up." Yes, oh, and that's wow. our journey. Yes, we all fall. Right. How do you get back up? Wow. And every now and then, someone will come from the sidelines and help you get back up. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, you know, that could be the most important person in your life at that moment for the rest of your life. Right. Uh, so it's important to make sure we reach out to those folks that have helped us. Right. I, uh, my list is very, very long. Yes. So thank God we don't walk this path alone. That's definitely you know whatever. It's it's a com- it's a community effort, and when you're with a good community, it helps you realize that so much. You know that and we're fortunate to be part of a very good community. Yes. That we have. Uh, Father Mark, who's always striving to make that parish uh, enriching for yeah. more people. Yes. And, you know, when you're thinking about going to Pascal Manali's on a Friday night, or I'd rather go uh, uh, <laughs> to Holy Name uh, Pastoral Center and watch The Chosen, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're doing something right. And right. by the way, I think uh, uh, Robert's, Mark Robert, uh, is now a, a sponsor of Catholic community media oh really and uh, that's where we get our food from on friday nights oh yes yeah, yeah. fish uh sometimes people bake stuff oh yeah uh, it's, it's, we have one, one they do bakes terry, terry marchese does a, a fantastic job with the food spread yes yeah it's really it's really a nice evening so as you're looking at your future you've done an amazing amount of stuff for a lot of other people you've been in you've been really faith oriented your entire life yes i'd uh, say so which is a blessing all to itself it's, it's been a, a tremendous blessing and it it gives you purpose it gives you meaning you know and i, I sometimes i feel so um sorrowful for the for those in the world who just don't have that sense of meaning and purpose in their lives you know that are looking for um or that that seem to derive their sense of purpose through um, you know, personal satisfaction or grace, like it's you just know it's fool's gold, and they're not gonna, they don't have the right game plan in, in, at all. Um, so it's 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 tough to see, but uh, yeah. it is funny. There are a lot of fads out there to give you happiness. Yes, <laughs> uh, everything is geared, you know, for your inner happiness, and you know, it could be incense, candles, uh, uh ancient uh rituals <laughs> and it's kind of funny because the catholic church we're, we're kind of 
there's not a lot of positive PR going on right now for us. Well, that's but true. we have all of that. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, if you go to adoration, wow. Yes. It is. You come out of there uh, better than you went in. Right. Uh, caring more about other people. Yes. More than when you went in. Right. And that really is what our faith is all about. Yes. How do you help others? Yes. Uh, it's 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 helping others and it's keeping keeping Christ as the center as the as the, as the the greatest good you know there can be a competition in in our lives between you know we have to make money to survive and we get worried so we have all these distractions um of fear of of failure or um that we're missing out or uh, or pride pride is the big killer you know that uh we're in these networks of um of you know of prestige and we're in this kind of we feel like life's some sort of battle um but that's partly because we don't have the right order of things that above all else is christ and that that's that should be the center of our focus and that uh when you have that right then then things seem to fall in place you know wow that was profound and i i have fallen so many times (laughs) and gotten back up every time and I always, you know, pulling closer uh, to to my faith when when you get knocked down. Yes, and it's really nice when you get knocked down and you get back up, and your faith is still there. It's very easy to be faithful when you get knocked down. Right. It's actually more enjoyable when you get back up. Oh yeah. And your faith expands. Right. That's when you really get joy. Yes. Right. Yes. And. Yeah, you know, I've been fortunate to be knocked down and gotten back up. Uh, well, yeah, you know, and so what you're saying, I'm, I'm Joe Frazier. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, there's a there's a purpose to suffering. So that some people stumble, stumble on why does you know this suffering happen in the world, but um, when you're a faith filled person, you recognize it's it's sometimes through suffering, just like our our Lord and Savior Jesus suffered, is how we keep our priorities in in order. When, when things are going too well for too long, we tend to think that we're in charge and we've got this thing, you know. And, um, and A we, quick reminder is uh, the next exit. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, it's a, I like to call it, a, it's a desert of plenty, you know. So the, it's a desert. You've crowded out Jesus. You've crowded out Christ. You've crowded out God who's provider of all. And you think that you've done it, and so you, you you hoard these things: your successes, your money, your you know whatever, all your achievements here on earth, and you've lost that focus. You know, I, I my brother was telling me, pretty, I was pretty high level going on, you know, a lot of vice chairman of a big bank and rolling, yeah. and, and uh, he told me he reminded me of one of the two things I I'd said to him. Uh, during that time, I was like, oh, God, I didn't say that, did I? I said, oh, yes, you did. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I guess that was the uh, pride before the fall. Right, uh, right. So, yeah, it's when you talk about pride and vanity, We were, I'm in a men's group with uh, Father Joe Craft on Friday mornings. We meet at 6 a.m. at um, at the seminary, Notre Dame Seminary. Yeah. It's beautiful, wonderful men, good joy, laughter. Yeah. But really, we dig in. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And uh, it's it, it's really a it's strong enough that a group of men have get up at five in the morning and make their way to the seminary every Friday at six a.m. Is something pulling us that's in? A, it's that's Father a, Joe Craft. He really is uh, an amazing man. Uh, he married me. Um, he didn't marry me. He married <laughs> me and my wife. Presided. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Presided. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and has really been a spiritual director for me for many, many years. I went to him first to say, Father, I'd like to get an annulment. And that day in the newspaper, there was uh, that the Pope had just said he was going to make this a uh, expedited uh, mission to do annulments. Wow. And, and I said, so, you know, this would be a short time. He said, well, we haven't gotten that stamp. We're waiting for FedEx to deliver that stamp of, a, of an old. 
but until we get that stamp, we have to go through the same process right, uh, that right. we all uh, through the tribunal. Right, and it, it was really a cathartic time for oh, me. It was yeah. wonderful. I had yeah. to write and rewrite and rewrite, yeah. and uh, it was a growth period for me. It really yeah. was. Yeah. But I do see you. Uh, I hope that your um, that your path leads you to teaching more and. And particularly the young adults that you're around now. Yeah. I do hope Loyola finds a way for you to teach a class on spirituality. Wow. That'd be, because that'd be I think fantastic. you would have a great impact on young people who right now is they'll they're either gonna leave this university with a mission of faith, right, or it's gonna take them ten to twenty years to come back to it. That's true, and you know um, it's a critical point. For them. I, and I'm in a place, you know, as a in a place to observe in a way because I work on campus, um, and I also went to school here years ago. So I, I, it's like a flashback. I can see, bet. you know, how things have changed and uh, the generations have changed, and, and and the school has changed in some ways, for both good and bad in some ways. And um, but I see that. Uh, you know, attendance at the at the at the chapel for mass and student masses is not what it was. You know, and I see some of these young folks who are really s- struggling in many ways to find find meaning in their lives. Maybe they come from all kinds of broken, uh, and it's what you would expect. You know, we we see the statistics. We see how many people who are experienced divorce. You know, children of divorce or uh, who are uh, had single parents or um, and our and our internet age you know with so they're exposed to so much you know we've been worried about that for years you know what what is what is this kids being exposed to pornography at such a young age how is that going to affect them you know i mean uh, and we're starting to see that i think and um and it's it's a shame i i don't know how we um how we cross that bridge but we really need to gird our loins and get to work and try to find some answers to keep this uh, th- this young generation to to give them um, some some a better meaning in their life. You know? Some nets and some nets ladders and some, to make yes, them. And some, that's right. Safety that's right. nets and ladders. That's a good way. To put and it, yeah. uh, I think you're a great man to do that. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Oh, it's thank you been, for having uh, me. Quick hour, hadn't it? It has. Uh, right by. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing and witnessing your faith. And uh, what's 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 your favorite prayer? I have to say, the Our Father. Well, let's end with that. That would be wonderful. Thank Our you. Father, who, who art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Cross Training with David Anderson is a production of Catholic Community Media.